You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me is Mark Berkshire with uh, Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio Powell. And today we are talking about a topic that, just to be totally honest, we both forgot this is what we were talking about, but it makes so much sense. Uh, it's just responding to all the chaos in the world. Is the world falling apart or falling into place with biblical prophecy? And I guess there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on in the world. The crazy, crazy level of inflation that we have seen, the prices rising beyond a, any realistic amount, uh, increased violence in the world. Uh, specific national alliances that we've seen that the Bible foretold before some of these nations even existed, that this is what was going to happen. Um, and yeah, there's just so much to talk about. Uh, well, I'm going to, well, I'm going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to let Mark start. If you're okay with that, if not, I'm going to throw yeah. in a crazy rat, but otherwise, yeah, go for it. That's fine. Um, I was just trying to find um, find a scripture. So let me. Well, while you're looking for the scripture, let me throw in the crazy rant I was about to throw in. Because one of the things that, and I should find a scripture for this, I can't. I'll go off the top of my head. One of the things that a lot of people have alluded to over the last several months and years is that we are in the end time apocalyptic time in the book of revelation and uh both mark and i have shared repeatedly here on the podcast and from the pulpit we're not we're in the birth pangs leading up to the events in the book of revelation but we are not in the book of revelation but there are things that are happening that will make some of the things we see in the book of Revelation, ah, that makes sense. Uh, and a lot of people said, hey, they're injecting, you know, the vaccine. That's the mark of the beast, which it's not. Uh, a lot of people said, hey, there are injecting, uh, what do they call those? Uh, like things into your hand or whatever, so you can use them as scanners. Said, That's the mark of the beast. Yeah. And we were like, no, it's not. But those things, that's just technology happening. Uh, so it makes sense, stuff like that then. So when you read in the book of Revelation that these things are happening, oh, here's how that can happen. Because these technological advances or these circumstances have taken place, which kind of led up to a lot of that stuff. But again, just want to start off reiterating, we are not in the book of Revelation end times. Uh, but as we said uh, earlier, things are falling into place with biblical prophecy so that later the things that we see in Revelation can and will be fulfilled. Yeah. And, and I can't find the scripture I was looking for. And as I start talking, you'll probably click with it. The one where it talks about... Um, 
in the last days, there will be uh, people who only want their ears tickled and only want, <laughs> they'll be lovers of themselves. Um, there'll be deception everywhere. And it's either in Timothy or Thessalonians. I can't put my finger on it right now. But um, anyways, we are living in, I would, uh, we are living in the last days but we're not living in the last days of revelation. Um, all, well, ever since Jesus ascended into heaven, we have been in the last days. That started the end times period when Jesus entered into heaven, um, ascended into heaven. And Jesus told his disciples, he taught his disciples in Matthew about the end times and what was going to be going on. And, and as, we, as we get closer and closer to the rapture, things are going to get worse and worse here on earth. Um, I know there's a lot of people, a lot of preachers to talk about, well, there's going to be a great revival. There's going to be a great, um, you know, day of rejoicing and, re and a re revival coming before the rapture. And to be honest, it's just the opposite. There is going to be a great falling away before the rapture. And I believe we are seeing that now with COVID um, coming and COVID having its effect, there are so many churches who have, that have closed their doors since COVID because people did not want to come back. People were either afraid to come back because of the, the pandemic, or they realized, hey, I can get church anytime I want it online. And I'm not beating down online stuff because I do it. Um, but I can get church anytime I want it online, so I don't have to go to church. I don't have to be there. But we 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 miss the the meaning of church, of what the church is about. If we think it's just going to it on Sunday morning and listen to someone preach for 25, 30, 35 minutes. That's not church. That is a fellowship time that we get together and we worship and we call church. That's not church. The Bible tells us that in the last days, people are going to be drawn away from the truth. The only time they want to go to church is to get their ears tickled, to hear what they want to hear, and move on with their life. And that is the problem with a lot of churches today. There are preachers that are standing in the pulpit just tickling people's ears instead of giving them the bread of life that they need to give them. Yeah, I, I, I just hit my hand. I will agree. Um, and I think, uh, I know uh, we, we're still, we're going to finish this weekend teaching through First John. And I know John reiterates again that uh, those people that left and that are leaving, um, there's a difference that those people were not, in his words, not mine, were not 
true Holy Spirit-filled Christian because he makes a difference and says, you know, they left, they weren't part of us, they weren't among us, but you are filled with the Spirit, those of you us who, who stayed. And that's okay. Those people that weren't filled with the Spirit of God kind of wandered away. They were there for maybe the music, maybe for some other reason, but they weren't there uh, to focus on the one job that the body of Christ has, and that's to build and equip God's kingdom. Um, so let me ask this, though. There's a lot of people who would say that since there is this great falling away and all these people are leaving, um, has the church, so to speak, lost its usefulness? Um, like, if all these people are falling away and, 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 and leaving and they are in droves, it is happening, but um, I always tell people, so what? Yeah. We still have a job to do. If you're still here and you're a spirit-filled, you know, member of the body of Christ, Christ follower, you have a job to do to share the gospel. Um, so what 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 is the role of the, the church, the body of Christ today, then if you know all these people are falling away? And if we are moving closer and closer to the, for lack of a better term, apocalyptic end time. The church is still the church. Let me just state that. The church will always be the church. The church is not the building. It is not the, the group of people in that building. The church, we are the body of Christ. Right now, we are the body of Christ. In Revelations, we become the bride of Christ. Okay? So we are we are to be preparing and to always waiting for the bridegroom. Um, why did Jesus use that as why did why did he use that as an illustration for explaining who the church is? And to answer that, you got to go back to the Galilean wedding. When Jesus was on earth, he lived in Galilee. He, all, of, all, all but one of his disciples were Galilean men. They knew what a Galilean wedding was. And to explain that would take a lot of time, but basically the bride and the groom decided they wanted to get married. The groom had to come up with a diary or, or some kind of way to say, I'm going to take care of your bride. So he asked the bride to marry him. He calls her to the gate of the, of the city and says, with everyone as his witness, I want to betroth to you, my love, I want you to be my wife. If she agrees, she goes back to her house. He goes back to his house. He spends time preparing his place for the bride to come. Okay, So he's doing that. This whole time, the bride is to be in her wedding garb, her gown and whatever she's going to do. Every night she is supposed to be in that wedding gown waiting for the groom. 
because he comes at night to take her to his the place that he is building for her, preparing for her, whether it's a room or whether it's another building or whatever. And it could take a year for that to actually happen. And at the end of that time, the father of the groom goes to and inspects the house that is being prepared or the room is being prepared. If he finds it suitable, he says to his son, who is the groom, go get him or go get her. And she, he then goes to her house in the middle of the night, knocks on the door, wakes everybody up, and she still has a chance to say no. He goes, he goes to her and he takes his friends and they put her on this little chair and with, with poles going through it and they carry her to the groom's house. And then comes the big feast afterwards. But Jesus used that because he says in John 14, he's going to prepare a place for us. And while he's there, he will come back and get us and take us where he is. So the groom is coming back for us. What are we to be doing? We are to be at his business. We are to be being prepared and preparing others for the great wedding feast of the Lamb. So the church is not supposed to be a concert venue. It is not supposed to be a stand-up comedian show. The church is supposed to be preparing the way to get to the bridegroom's wedding feast. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put words in Mark's mouth, but I don't think, just in case anyone starts to criticize, I don't think Mark is saying that you can't have big, loud music and that the pastor can't be funny. No, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, I, I, and I know you're not. I just want people to, to hear that. I don't want anyone to walk away and say, well, Mark just said that you can't have, you know, loud music. And No, I and personally, I think we've said this before. Every resource you have to celebrate Christ, if you've got lots of instruments, use them. If you've got, you know, 12 guitars, a piano, drum, a violin, saxophone, and a harmonica. Yeah. Throw it all and 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 use it all to worship Christ. But at Absolutely. the same time, that's not what it's about. Right. But we have made it more about those things in a lot of churches than we have about the word. When we spend more time in that kind of, and I'm not trying to be critical because I, I don't want to, like you said, Floyd, I, I'm, I, don't, I believe that there, there is a place for all of that in the church, and we need to put that in the church. When we spend more time on preparing for that than preparing for the word of God to be shared. That's where we make the mistake. Yeah. The focus is not that music. That music is should be an accessory right. uh, to helping people to, to worship God and to be equipped, um, which is what the body of Christ or what pastors are called to do, equip the body of Christ to serve God. So uh, let's talk about this because um, there are a lot of events happening now that tie in prophetically 
Mm-hmm. So the Bible. So, and I should have looked this up, but I've been sitting here rubbing my eyes since we started. So even with my glasses on, I'm still not seeing quite clearly. And when you're talking about that verse and I tried to look it up, I couldn't even see. I'm like blind. Yeah. But um, there, there was recently, I want to say within the last couple of weeks, because uh, I saw lots of videos and people talking about it. Uh, an alliance made between, and I can't remember the nations. That's why I was trying to look it up. Like Turkey, um, Turkey, Iran, and Russia. Yeah, Turkey, Iran, and Russia, which is like biblical proportions type, you know, alliance. So, um, what, what, if anything, does that alliance mean with respect to biblical prophecy? Well, number one. Um, Gog is Russia. That's where Gog is. The biblical term Gog is, is Russia. Turkey is also mentioned. And Persia, which is Iran, is also mentioned. Those are going to be the three key players that come against Israel to try to defeat Israel in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Ezekiel 8. Uh, third, Ezekiel 38 and 39 talk about the war between Russia, Turkey, and Iran against Israel. The, the countries coming and surrounding Israel from the north, south, east, and the west. All of the countries are in line from the north, south, east, and west to take Israel or to try to take Israel. Um, those are all taking place and they're all lining up and we don't know if this is going to be something that's going to happen immediate or if it's something that's going to happen five ten years from now we don't know they're lining up um when the bible also talks about peace treaties that would be signed before all of this war breaks out and um, you have that the peace treaty that uh, President Trump signed with uh, Saudi Arabia and I forget who else, but there were several Mideastern countries that would never sign a peace treaty with Israel. They did it. They did it. Um, there has been... Um, the high inflation, the food shortages, the gas prices that are soaring, the um, you know the, the false teaching that is going on, and the lies that is being told about everyone, and the this this this, this unity amongst people. I mean, if you're a Republican and and your friend's a Democrat, and you say one thing wrong, they don't want you to be their friends anymore. You may have been friends for 40 years. Yeah. But because you're against, they don't want it. Families are being torn apart because of politics and religion and everything else. Those are all talked about in the Bible specifically that this is going to happen when we get closer and closer to the end times. To the 
revelation in times, to the great tribulation, to the rapture that's going to take place when Christians are going to be taken out of here. Remember, God never promised us that we wouldn't go through suffering. In fact, Jesus said, if you believe in me, know that they came after me before they came after you. So as Christians, we are told we are going to go through times of suffering, times of trial, times of tribulation. We're just not going to go through the judgment of tribulation. So how can Christians today respond as they see these events, uh, like we said, falling into place biblically, as they see the headlines unfolding that are, first and foremost, read their Bible. So Mm -hmm. they, one, they know, and two, they don't get suckered away by someone saying, oh, this is exactly, you know, we are in, and and they tell them that, you know, yeah way people were believing oh we're in uh this chapter of revelation or this chapter of revelation or the bowls have been turned out or trump or fauci is the antichrist or all that stuff so first foremost read their bible but how can they respond so when they see these headline events that are happening that are like you know falling into place so that biblical prophecy can be fulfilled see I believe we're living in the most exciting time in history. I honestly believe that. We are living in, we are seeing prophecy fulfilled daily before our eyes. And the number one thing, as you said, get educated. And the only way you're going to get educated is get into the word of God and to read it. Um. Read not just Revelation, because you'll never understand Revelation if you don't go back and read the prophets, Daniel, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, uh, Zephaniah, Amos, all of the prophetic books in the Old Testament, they, they point Jesus. And if someone is teaching prophecy, and it doesn't point to Jesus, then they're not teaching the right prophecy. Because in Revelation 19, the Bible says that all prophecy points to Jesus. And I, I will add this. Let me word this in a way so people don't, doesn't get taken out of context. There is a possibility that prices may go down. Um, the violence made that we see nationwide, worldwide, really may decrease. Uh, and there is the possibility that things may get better for a season. But according to the Bible, that's not the end. Mm-hmm. Things are not going to get better. There will be a great falling away. More people than are leaving now will continue to leave the church. Um, the violence will increase to the point where it's set up for a world leader to step in and, and, and do what the Antichrist is going to do. So um, things are not supposed to get better. That's, that's not the way that it's going to end. Uh, but that should make us understand that our job, and a lot of Christians seem to think that, hey, our job is to make the world a better place. 
That is not our job. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not on a, uh, we're on a rescue mission. Our right. job is to rescue as many people as we can to share the gospel so they can be a part of God's kingdom. So when the boat finally sinks, they get saved. They're, yeah. they're, they're not going down with the ship. Yeah. Um, our and, job is not to make America a better place and, and, and fight for political rights or whatever. We should do what's right. We should use our vote in a way that's God honoring, but right. that's not our primary responsibility. Our primary responsibility, if we're a Christian, is to share the gospel with people in our circles of influence um, so that they might experience his love, mercy, and grace. Right. And, and, and you know, don't get excited when we see America falling apart. Because remember, America is not mentioned in Revelation at all. All of Revelation, all the stuff that you see taking place, it's worldwide, but the vast majority of it is going to be concentrated around Israel. Jesus isn't coming back to the United States. He's coming back to the Mount of Olives. Mount Zion. That's where he's coming back. He's not coming back to, you know, Mount St. Helens or any other mountain around here. He's, yeah, he's coming not coming to, to DC. He's not coming no. to Mount Rushmore. No, that's the, what I was trying to think of. He's coming to Mount Zion. Yeah. That's where he's coming. And in order for all of this to take place, the United States has to not be a vital power in the world so for some reason we think well we're going to be there we'll probably be there but we're not going to be there as a major country in the fight so right now we are still very (laughs) as much as we don't think so we are still a very strong country in the eyes of the world you know so you know but i would be lying if i'd say that jesus you know wouldn't come back tonight Jesus could come back before we're done with this podcast the rapture could happen at any time because there's nothing that is holding jesus other than his father saying, go get them. You know, that's the only thing that's restraining. And remember, in order for the tribulation, for the Antichrist to appear, Holy Spirit, the restrainer, has to be removed. That means the church has to be removed. Church is going to be caught up in the air. Before Antichrist will even be revealed, we will not know the Antichrist. Yeah, and I think part of—I I hate to say this—I think part of the reason the United States there's good and the bad. One of the reasons we might not be here is because we do what we're called to do: we share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a significant number of people go as the church. Um, another reason we might not be here is because we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot. We divide and divide and divide and divide, and uh, our nation kind of crumbles because of us. Uh, and we see that. We yeah, see that going yeah. on right now. Yeah, we see it right now. Uh, the strength, if you look at the history of our nation, 
the strength that we have had as a nation has been our unity and our ability to come together in times of trouble, times of war, times of hardship, and be there and sustain one another. Uh, that's why it's called the United States of America. Right. That's what it was founded on, us coming together. But more and more, we're seeing division, division, division over, I mean, you name it, not just politically, we're seeing it racially, we're seeing it religiously, and then we're even seeing it in a church over, you know, pre-trib, post-trib. Uh, it's one thing to have those differing views, but I've, yeah. I've seen people who are like, uh, if you think that the rapture is going to happen um, first, then you're not a real Christian. You're lying. Yes. You know, I get told all the time I'm leading people to hell uh, for, for teaching and preaching that. And I'm like, I, yeah. I, I'm like, I, that makes no sense to me. I think you're right. leading people to hell by leading them to hate one another over something like that. Right. And, and I mean, we see things happening in Minneapolis, all of the violence that happened there a couple of years ago. Just last night in Fargo, North Dakota, school board, one of the members of school board got up and said, they can no longer say the Pledge of Allegiance because there is a phrase in there that is disrespectful and untrue and it should not be there one nation under god so because of that phrase it can no longer say the pledge of allegiance in this school district so we see things happening right now in our country when we get our eyes off of where we came from and who we are we're going to start going downhill. Yeah. So let's let's do this. Uh, I'm going to ask Mark, as usual, to pray for our nation, uh, but also pray for the body of Christ that we stay focused on the job that God has called us to do. Okay. Pray, Father. We thank you for this time together. We thank you, Lord, for your word and for the promises of your word. We thank you that we see things being carried out just as you said they would be carried out. Lord, this shouldn't give us fear. It shouldn't give us um, reason to worry. But this should give us reason to look up. This should give us reasons, reason to see your face. To seek your face. To tell others about you. And tell others that there is a way out of all of this chaos in the world. But there's only one way out of it. And that is through a relationship with you. Lord, we ask that if there's anyone who is listening that needs to receive you as Lord and Savior of their life. They do it today because tomorrow is never promised. Two minutes from now is never promised. We have right now. But we ask that you would give that person who is seeking you, just just give them that pull that they need to, to receive you as Lord and Savior. 
we pray for our nation, Lord, and and we pray that you would you would heal our nation. But Lord, not that you would heal it for our benefit, that you would heal it for your glory. Lord, we ask that you would be with our leaders. We ask that you would just guide them and that you would you would put obstacles in the way where obstacles need to be stop something from happening that you would also open up the doors and allow what you want to happen happen because we know that you put the leaders in office and you take the leaders out of office Psalms tells us that so lord we just thank you for allowing us the privilege of being born the United States of America, because there's a lot of countries that you don't have the freedoms that we have. Mm -hmm. So we thank you for allowing us the privilege of being here in this moment, in this time, for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs>